0: Lo talk radio the b i b e that's the
1: work for me this
0: b i b e
2: faith is the consistent application of what we believe about God to the issues of life. You resist the devil by believing God.
3: Welcome to Grace to You Weekend with John MacArthur. I'm your host, Phil Johnson. If you're a Christian, you are in danger every day. Maybe not from other people, but certainly from Satan. He wants to tempt you and discourage you and even make you wonder if Christianity is really worth it. So how do you fend off those attacks? Find out today as John looks at the shield of faith. It's a vital piece of the believer's armor. So, John, before the lesson... Let me mention once more that 2019 is a year of celebration for Grace to You. We've been celebrating because this ministry began 50 years ago in 1969. So I want to talk a little about our history while you're here in the studio. Tell our listeners what those first days of the ministry were like, and if the past 50 years have gone how you planned.
4: Uh, No, they haven't (laughs) gone. I didn't plan anything. I planned to show up at Grace Church and preach and particularly the New Testament, I started doing the New Testament on Sunday mornings and, and Sunday nights, two different series. And I started in the Old Testament on Wednesday night and preached all the way into Psalm 73, going through the Old Testament, the first almost 10 years of ministry at grace. So my objective was to get ready for next Sunday and preach, right. preach the word of God, just keep preaching it and see what God would do. You know, I knew that God would bless his word. He would honor his word. I had no clue that this kind of thing would ever materialize out of it. This is n- I'm not the explanation for grace to you by any stretch. But a guy came to me in the early years, right after we had started preaching, and he said, you know, this is unusual preaching, this kind of exposition of Scripture. I think we should record this. Well, in those days, there were reel-to-reel big machines that could tape something. and yep. So he started recording the sermons on these big real loops and then he would copy the recordings to another loop, and he would haul this big machine around. To His idea was to shut-ins who couldn't come on Sunday, and he would play the sermon in their home and then pick up the big machine that was like two feet high right. and haul it to the next shut-in's house. And I remember that thinking, that's never going to go anywhere. That is just encum- <laughs> that's so encumbering. And then it wasn't too long in, I don't remember, maybe the first year or two, somebody invented a cassette. Right. And uh, they started to be able to produce these little things. And then you had to have this little Craig cassette player. And this guy started recording these little cassettes and then they recorded them at, at actual speed. So it'd take him an hour to record a reel-to-reel on a cassette. Well, that's how it all started. And now it is so stunning to think about 50 years later when anybody anywhere in the world can take their phone device or computer and have access to 3,500 sermons instantaneously within seconds. Right. But no, I never dreamed this. I, I had no clue. I've never been ever uh, behind all of this. This has happened because other gifted people like yourself and many, many other people have seen the value of the spreading the word. So first, as I said, it was real, to real. Then it was cassette tapes. And then it was CDs. And we thought CDs was great. We were sending them all over the planet and And then the Internet came, and um, this is what the Lord has done. I have been a spectator to this as much as anybody.
3: A spectator maybe, but more than a spectator. Thank you, John. And honestly, it is staggering what the Lord has done. I also find it amazing, John, that in 50 years, your preaching style really hasn't changed much. We're going to see that today as we listen to a message that you preached nearly 30 years ago. So let's join you at the Pulpit of Grace Community Church And here again is John MacArthur examining the believer's armor.
2: We come again to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, and we're looking at this wonderful section on the armor of the Christian. Chapter 6, verse 10 through 17. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies, or wicked spirits in the heavenlies. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girded about with truthfulness and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now here we have the great text in the book of Ephesians that delineates for us The warfare of the Christian. Our manner of life in this world will be conflict. We are set against the enemy. We are fighting against the devil and his demons who are actively involved in an aggressive attack on the truth of God and the character of God and his people. Now we need to ask ourselves, what are the fiery darts? What is it we're trying to stop? They're seducing temptations, that's all. He's simply referring to temptation. Satan fires shafts of impurity, shafts of selfishness, doubt, fear, disappointment, lust, greed, vanity, covetousness. It all comes down to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He literally bombards the believer with the arrows, the fiery darts of seductive temptation to elicit out of us ungodly, non christ like evil responses. And the only defense we have at this point, Paul says, is the shield of faith. Because sometimes it just rains temptation. We live in a world where it really does. It really does. All around us. And we must have the shield of faith. Now, what does he mean by the shield of faith? We understand the Roman picture. We got the picture of the army and the arrows flying around. Why is faith a shield against temptation? How does faith parry the arrows? How does faith secure the victory? Well first of all let me say that the term faith means believing God and that is the bottom line of the Christian faith that is the bottom line of everything we believe everything we have our confidence in when the great missionary John Peyton was translating the scripture for the South Sea islanders he found there was no word in their vocabulary for believe there was no word in their vocabulary for trust or have faith he had no idea how he would convey it to them since they had no word for it one day as he was in his hut Translating, a native came running and running hard and fast, ran up the stairs and in, and just flapped himself in Peyton's study in a chair. And then he said to John Peyton, it's so good to rest my whole weight in this chair. And John Peyton said, I had my word. Faith is resting your whole weight on God. That became the word that entered into the translation of their New Testament that brought that whole civilization of natives to Christ. Believing is putting your whole weight on God, is saying, if God said it, it's true, and I'll believe it. Now, how does this work in temptation? Let me show you. God comes to the Garden of Eden, creates a perfect environment, creates a perfect man and perfect woman, perfect in the sense of sinlessness, not in the sense of an accomplished perfection, untested. And there they are, and here comes Satan, disguised as a serpent, and what does he say? Has God really said? And then he says, you know, God doesn't want you to know good and evil because you'll be like him and he doesn't like competition. You can't trust God. He has ulterior motives. You can't always believe exactly what he says. Satan was tempting them to doubt God and believe him. Eve was a sucker. Eve was a fool. She believed the devil and you know what happened. Every temptation that ever came to you came On the tack of believe me, not God. Well, you come to the New Testament, the great passage on temptation is in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, the temptation of Jesus Christ. Christ has been fasting 40 days and 40 nights, led into the wilderness by the Spirit of God as God prepared him for his ministry. At the end of that time, Satan comes to him to tempt him. And how does he tempt him? He tempts him to not believe God. Same old deal don't believe God, believe me. And this is the approach take those stones and turn them into bread. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. If you're the Son of God, you can make stones bread. It's not a moral thing. Some people say the sin was in eating bread. There's not a sin to eat bread. If that's true, we're all sinners. Most of you had it for breakfast. That's not the point. There's no sin in eating bread, and there's no sin in doing a miracle if you happen to be God. Here was the approach, though. Satan was saying to him, hey, what's the deal? Forty days in the wilderness, nothing to eat. 40 days out here in this God-forsaken devastation, 40 days out here, what has God done? Abandoning you? Why, God said He would take care of you. God said He would sustain you. God said He would replenish your need, and you're the Son of God. What's going on? Grab some satisfaction. You can't wait for God. He's forgotten you. You see, it was a temptation to distrust God, a temptation to not believe God, a temptation to take things into His own hands. And then Satan said, look, didn't God promise to make you the Messiah? Didn't God promise that every knee would bow before you? Didn't God promise that you'd be the king and, and all of these things? Didn't God promise you homage and worship, kiss the sun and all of that stuff? Where is it? Look at you out here. Come with me and we'll go to the temple and you'll dive off and they'll say, wow, what a deal. This is the Messiah. And you'll get all of the stuff you've been looking for. And by the way, didn't God tell you he'd give you the kingdoms of the world? You're not doing too well. You don't have any of them. Come with me and I'll give them to you. In other words, don't believe God, he doesn't keep his word, he didn't give you the whole picture, he didn't tell you the truth, believe me, do it my way, and that's the way every temptation comes to every believer every time. Satan comes along and says, oh yeah, I know the Bible says you're not supposed to have sexual relationships with somebody outside of marriage, but it's fine. Every time you sin, you've bought Satan's lie. Every time. Somebody going to say, well, I know the Bible says I'm only to marry a Christian, and he's not a Christian, but oh, we have this wonderful relationship. The Lord will work it all out. Um, We're all praying for him. And you know, after all, the Lord is gracious. And so, you know what you've done? God says, don't do it. Satan says, do it, do it, do it. Who did you believe? Satan. God says, don't read that corruption in front of you. Don't read that dirty magazine. Don't go watch that dirty film. Don't cheat on your income tax don't do that at the office It isn't right. Don't, don't claim something you don't really have on your expense account. Don't do that. Satan says, do it, do it. You'll get a little more money. you have a little more thrills. Who do you believe when you sin? You believe the devil. It's the bottom line, people. It's so simple. When you sin, you believe Satan. When you, when you obey, you believe God. That's the bottom line. And the shield is the double protection. I will believe God, said Christ. Get away, Satan. God will feed me when he's ready and God will anoint me as Messiah when he's ready, and God will give me the kingdoms of the world when he's ready. On his terms, I will not believe you. 1 John 5:10 says, if you doubt God, you make him a what? A liar. Is God a liar? Titus 1, 2, God who cannot lie. God isn't lying, and yet every time you sin, you're dumb enough to believe Satan, and so am I. We've been suckered again. Oh, I know I ought to give this to the Lord. This is what I ought to give the Lord. But, oh, boy, I want to buy this. I want to do this. I, I want to save this. And so we do what we think we're going, to, we're going to win by doing. We're going to do it, and we're going to just sort of shove God in the corner. It'll all work out, you know. And all we've done is cheat ourselves. See? We just cheat ourselves. God stands there with his hands open, and he says, if you ask me for bread, will I give you a stone? No. Do I want to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings so much you can't contain it? Do I want to give it back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over? Do I want to bless you with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies? Do I want to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think? Do I want to give you every good and perfect thing that comes down from the Father of lights in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning? Do I want to unload all of the substance of heaven all over you for as long as you live? Yes, I do. And will you believe me and obey me so I can? Satan comes along and says, do it my way. And you'll like it. It'll fulfill you. You'll gain what you... It's a lie. He is a liar, John eight forty four. and the father of lies. And every time he comes, it's a lying intent. Whenever you sin, you're saying, I really don't believe God knows best. Satan knows best. Do you believe that? No. We say, oh, my God, to supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And we all say, amen, brother preacher. Yes, he'll supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. No question about it. And then when we lose a job, oh, God, what are you doing to me? Oh, see desperation the Lord has forsaken us see yes we know the Bible says I've never seen God's people begging bread oh yes seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added and we run through life seeking all the things that should be added and missing the kingdom of God you see, you can't just go around saying I believe God I have faith in God the just to live by faith and then grab everything you can grab Proverbs 8:34 says happy is the man who hears my word and keeps it Want to be happy? Obey. Jeremiah 15, 16, Jeremiah was living in the midst of a society where nobody listened to God. And yet he said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy word was in me, the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Psalm 119, from beginning to end, says how wonderful it is to obey the Word of God. Revelation 1, 3 says, Happy is the man who reads this and keeps it. 1 John 1, 4, I write these things unto you that your joy may be full. If you want joy and blessing, abundant, obey the Word. If you want your heart to burn in you as it did on those, in those on the road to Emmaus, then let the Word find root in your life. Satan comes along and says, don't believe God, have fun. Don't believe God, do what you think. And every time you sin, you believe the devil. It's pretty dumb, isn't it? We keep doing it. You know, I hate him so much, I just don't want to sin because I don't even like to give him that much satisfaction, let alone forfeit the blessing of God. So the only way to quench the darts of Satan is to believe God. The Bible says Abraham believed God that it was counted to him for righteousness. Who do you believe? Abraham believed God. Who do you believe? You believe God? 2 Corinthians 1.24 says, by faith ye stand. That's right. It's the shield that causes us to stand. Faith in God. Believe God and you'll stand. Proverbs 30, verse 5. Oh, it's a great statement. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto those who put their trust in Him. Don't add to His words, lest He reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. In other words, what God said is true. If you believe it and obey it, it'll be a shield. If you mess with it, you'll suffer. See? Satan comes along and says, oh, well, I know God said that, but let me add this. No. No. He is a shield to those who put their trust in Him. And then in Psalm 12, verse 6, you have a similar word. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tested in a furnace of earth seven times purified. In Psalm 18, verse 30, as for God, His way is perfect The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all those who trust in Him. As long as you believe God, your shield is up. I hope you understand this. It's just that simple. Satan lies. You believe his lie. The shield comes down. You get it. Trust God in everything. We win when we believe God. We win when we trust God. You may go through doubts and anxieties and fears and worries and concerns and problems and struggles and trials and tribulations and persecutions. Long as you believe God, as you believe His sustenance, you believe His word, you believe His power, you believe His promise, that doesn't have to be a point of loss. It can be a point of strengthening, a point of gain. In 1 Peter 5 8 and 9, a verse we've referred to many times in this study, Peter says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now listen, whom resist steadfast in faith, steadfast in faith. You resist the devil by believing God. So let me sum it up. The shield of faith is the consistent application of what we believe about God to the issues of life. Now, if you don't trust Him, then you don't know Him well enough, right? Because if you really knew Him, you'd trust Him. Oh, the more you know God, the deeper you get into the heart of God, the more you know about His truth and the Word of God, and the more you meditate upon His person in your prayers and meditating times, the more you know God, the greater you'll trust God, and the greater you trust God, the less likely you will be to not believe Him. And so it all goes back, as everything does in the Christian life, to your relationship to God. It's there. It's down deep in the heart. If you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, if you believe that God is who He claimed to be, if you believe all that God's promises that he gave to you are really true, then you're not going to sin because you're going to stand in the place of the greatest blessing. Everybody wants to be blessed. Everybody wants the best. God says, I'll give it to you if you do it my way. If you do it Satan's way, you just disbelieve God. But the more you know him, the more you'll trust him. Genesis 15:1, God said, fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield. Isn't that great? Psalm 46 God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Proverbs says, the name of our Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous runs into it and is safe. Psalm 84 says, the Lord God is a shield. He's on your side. And He wants to bless you, and He wants to give you victory over Satan, but you've got to believe Him and do it His way. Keep His Word and obey it. So, We're ready for the battle, the belt of commitment, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of confidence that God's on our side, and then when the battle begins, we grab the shield, taking it up, and we parry the fiery darts of temptation by trusting God implicitly. Beloved, there's no reason to lose the battle, because ultimately the war is ours. Romans 8, We are more than conquerors. That's the total picture. No sense losing along the way. If we put the armor on, we'll win. Let's pray together. As we pray, I want to borrow a prayer, a prayer from an old Puritan who expressed what's in my heart. Pray with me. O God, I bless thee that the issue of the battle between thyself and Satan has never been uncertain and will end in victory. I thank thee that Calvary broke the dragon's head and I contend with the vanquished foe who with all his subtlety and strength has already been overcome. When I feel the serpent at my heel, may I remember him whose heel was bruised but who when bruised broke the devil's head. My soul with inward joy extols the mighty conqueror. O Lord, give me a draft of the eternal fountain that lies in thy immutable everlasting love. Then shall my hand never weaken, my feet never stumble, my sword never rust, my helmet never shatter, my breastplate never fall. My strength shall ever rest in the power of thy might, and my faith shall shield me from every temptation.
3: That's John MacArthur. He's been the pastor of Grace Community Church since 1969, and his current study here on Grace to You Weekend is titled The Believer's Armor. And if something you heard today encouraged you, would you let us know? We know that you face trials and temptations all the time. We hope this teaching is practical and applicable for you. You need to know how to use the shield of faith and all the other pieces of the believer's armor. And as you've found this is helpful, would you write to us and let us know? It would encourage us in return. Contact us today. You can email your feedback to letters at gty.org. That's our email address, letters at gty.org. Or send your note to grace to You, Box 4000, Panorama City, California, 91412. You can also find all of our contact information at our website, gty.org. And an important reminder, you have a big impact when you support grace to You. We recently heard from Pearl in South Africa. She said that she stumbled across John's teaching, and at first she was horrified by what she heard, But she just couldn't stop listening. Eventually, God saved her, and then he used her to lead many in her family away from an unbiblical church. When you support Grace To You, you help believers like Pearl from all over the world. And if that kind of ministry resonates with you, make a donation at gty.org, or when you call 800-55-GRACE. Now for John MacArthur and the entire staff, I'm Phil Johnson. Inviting you back for next week's broadcast, John's going to show you how to use the sword of the Spirit. Be here for John's study, the believer's armor, as we continue celebrating 50 years of unleashing God's truth, one verse at a time, on Grace To You Weekend.
0: i
5: my ups and downs, all of my inconsistencies, all of my idiosyncrasies, still you pursue relentlessly, at times I wonder how this can be, surely it's because of the cross, where Jesus paid the full penalty, and bore the burden of sin's great cost, I'm saved by grace and faith in God, I look to Christ and I trust he died. so even though I'm being sanctified, I can't be any more justified, his work is finished that cannot change, and with this knowledge I am free, forever this grace it will remain, because of what happened on Calvary, on Calvary. as long ago as that was,
0: Beautiful, beautiful, you
6: never change, never change. Forever you reign, you remain the same. You will never change, you will never change. The beautiful, beautiful, you never change, never change. Rapid Ice Age Cooling. This is Ken Ham, CEO of Answers and Genesis, Arc Encounter, and the Creation Museum. In 1980, Mount St. Helens in Washington State blew its top, and ash shot 16 miles into the sky. Ash fell on 11 states. And though this cloud was massive, it was still relatively small compared to how big our Earth is. Yet the cloud cooled the whole Earth by a fraction of a degree. Now, the rock record in the ground is filled with volcanic ash. And we know during the global flood of Noah's Day, there was intense volcanic activity. Many of these volcanoes erupted during the end stages of the flood and shortly after it ended. Can you imagine how much ash was in the atmosphere? All this ash would have reflected sunlight cooling the earth perfect for forming an ice age.
7: Discover more about geology and how what we see in the world confirms what we read in God's Word at AnswersRadio.com. Visit us when you go to AnswersRadio.com. Let me start this
5: off with a hallelujah To Jesus, the sovereign ruler This is not a rumor Got the truth, so we about to screw you Check out the style maneuver. Shout it to you like the loudest group if Christ brought us up from out the sewer We don't have to doubt the future crash in our verses as we bask in his worship, you asking the purpose, partly took that cash from the furnace. Through Jesus' extravagant service, immaculate purchase, he was smashing the serpent, and
8: we only scratching the surface. He's was seed that was conceived in the womb of a virgin, the son emerges in the manger while the angels serenade amidst the birth of the savior. The greater I am became, a man came as a lamb and would be executed to execute the plan to substitute the sand. In the place of the wicked on the cross he was lifted But we considered him stricken and afflicted Just like the prophets predicted He came at the proper moment to stop his opponent And laid out his life to offer atonement He's the most
0: magnificent The total antithesis of insufficient, The blessed, the glorious, splendid transcendent. difficult to comprehend Independent of space and time But presently present Suspending the heavens with speech From coast to coast He speaks peace to wind and seas Got heavenly hosts Easily posted on bended knees Controls the cosmos With the most authority So we both in the moment most exalted King Christ Supreme. The He's the sovereign thriller, the awesome killer, the law fulfiller, the solemn killer, the fraud revealer, no goddess, real. yeah. We can take any time in the scripture, put the gate the prominent picture. See his
5: light turning right in the night, and it's bright in the might in the diamond mixture. See his name at all the Ronaldo when he came for the loss that he found, low. He was tamed in floss all around, but remained for the manger, the cross, or the clown. Yo, Satan had a shirt hold on him. Fight for the rope, but dope, and then All to the I to the S to the E to the N, that's what we're hoping in. Risen on it, spell check. The risen king can rinse clean, the most rebellious. I was hellbound, now I'm spell-bound. So Word is born. I'm a bond servant to the word of life. Oh, uh, call me a
8: sellout, I was bought with a price. We gotta hope that won't fail us when we return to the dust. We will rise up just like the one who justified us. It's not wistful thinking when the truth's sinking. We are clinging to the promises that God bringing an everlasting kingdom.
9: Nothing can compare to the worth of what we inherited. Nothing in heaven known earth can measure
0: what Christ merited. The skies declare the affairs of his glorious care. The God who's there was who aware of the lights and our prayer. His purposes are permanent and perfectly. Proportioned, everything that orbits around His glory, subordinate. He is the most excellent one, intrinsic, infinite, son, preeminent. The name, par excellence, prenom, phenomenon. He's beyond
5: phenomenon. You see, the father of cosmology, the abba of astronomy. He's pottery of we, pottery. It's shocking. Jesus died for me. The father, He adopted me and constantly provides for me, whether or not I got degrees. You gotta see His odyssey from sovereignty and lottery to poverty and robbery. to resurrected bodily, apocalyptic prophecy. He's stopping all the mockery and scholarly snobbery that. Don't acknowledge him properly. You ought to be on bended knee before the preeminent. It's awfully arrogant to reject him to your
0: detriment. Study the development from Old and New Testament. You'll find a theme that's prevalent from age to age. It's relevant. is on its center stage. Forget religious sentiments. The center on man But something less is what you're settling. He is the most excellent. exercising benevolence and blessing a remnant with the benefits of his inheritance. Yeah. The sin of sinners that separated and segregated that severed the relations between man and his maker and placed Christ on his Costly cross and compensated his life, death and resurrection emancipated and gave us freedom from it all, freedom from the effects of the fall, freedom from Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden and from the law. So the saints stand and applaud his grace and glorious cause with hands raised, praising his name, singing glory to God. Hey, 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 hey. Wait, this supreme-
6: Fossil trees? This is Ken Ham on a mission to call the church and culture back to the authority of God's word. Most geologic processes today happen very slowly. So scientists assumed that's how most of the geologic features we see today had formed. And Mount St. Helens exploded. In 1980, scientists watched 200-foot-tall trees on a mountain snap like toothpicks. And by afternoon, one million trees floated in the nearby lake. Now these logs sank and were soon buried in layers of mud. Around the world, we find fossil trees buried in rock layers. Geologists assume they fossilized slowly, but Mount St. Helens showed that's not the case. Like the trees buried by Mount St. Helens, those fossil trees were buried in a catastrophe, the flood in Genesis.
7: Get equipped to think biblically about fossils, rock layers, and more when you go to AnswersRadio.com. Listen to this program again and find more like it at AnswersRadio.com.
5: Hey yo, they said it was over man, they said it was over, but it ain't over, we just getting started. Yo 7000, we all at, let's go! Stand up, stand up, if you truly love the son of man, trust, Jesus is alive and his people he'll revive and his fame is gonna spread across the land. What's up? Stand up, stand up, does anybody love the son of man? Trust, Jesus is the king so his people we will see. Surprise, I'm back with jesus his death burial and resurrection. resurrection more power than gravity his knowledge and strategies confound the academy bow to his majesty he paid sin's salary took up blame on, on calvary. calvary those who love his name spread his fame is the policy all eyes on the mattress price of his sacrifice let's prize our master christ and rise, rise in the afterlife what did we forget about the holiness of god or something did we forget that god owes us the rod or something see the snake bruise when christ came to save dudes who hate truth the gospel is not fake news i Send the gospel sweeter than it's ever been Ain't nothing changed, medicine, we got the medicine It's still human emergency, the serpent attack You think Jesus can't stay? That's alternative facts Stand up, stand up If you truly love the Son of Man Trust, Jesus is alive and his people he'll revive And his fame is gonna spread across the land Don't listen to my composition Lots of rhythm but not traditional. No kind of different But God's consistent No contradiction My proposition Through crucifixion He mocked and crippled his opposition It's not some fiction I'm spitting The son of God is risen And my incentive for godly living Is I'm forgiven Jesus came to unlock the prison And through the spirit He brings a new birth Like an obstetrician At times I listen to A lot of Christian hip-hop is missing The proper vision my suspicion We the submission Not to this, but the word of God Is it not sufficient The doctrine is that The gospel fixes. Shot condition. God the Spirit supplies conviction through proper diction Against the backdrop of our tradition, the gospel glistens A squad of Christians go out and witness a God's commission Cause Jesus Christ got the top position, no competition Stand up, hands up, if you truly love the Son of Man Trust, Jesus is alive and his people he'll revive And his fame is gonna spread across the land What's up? Stand up, hands up, does anybody love the Son of Man? in the back Elevator music, but we gon' celebrate and relegate them, we refuse it. They hate Christian hip hop, I peep myself. They say we're too redundant, well let me repeat myself. What I gotta say, almost feels too real estate. Sit back and feel the way to win a real estate. Cause yo, Jesus Christ got me in the real estate. I'm purchased property, I feel like I'm real estate. If the Father wasn't gracious, no synonyms. I can He came straight blameless, no synonyms. I can Nothing's been the same since, no synonyms. I can't. Fakers lack his fragrance, no syn- Synonym, this is not the picture in a frame, the still Jesus. Nah, we serve the rock, the harder than still Jesus. So, how are we gonna be silent? Let the world still Jesus. When the world and its trends pass away, it's still Jesus. Then.
6: Fossil Forest, this is Ken Ham, encouraging all churches to start their thinking with God's infallible Word. When Mount St. Helens erupted in 1980, the catastrophe ripped millions of trees from their roots. Now the trees were washed into a nearby lake, some actually floated upright, and eventually the trees sank, but still standing tall and upright. Scuba divers say it looks like an underground forest. In Yellowstone National Park, we find fossil trees buried just like the ones at Mount St. Helens. Now, this fossil forest is believed to have formed by many forests living and dying over a long time. But it looks similar to the underwater forest at Mount St. Helens, which was formed rapidly by a catastrophe. Fossil forests are the result of catastrophes such as the global flood of Genesis.
7: There's so much more to learn when you go to AnswersRadio.com and subscribe to receive free daily email insights from Ken Ham when you visit us at AnswersRadio.com.
0: read the pardon of iniquity, startling the mystery. Mystery, mystery, the oceans, the plains, mountains, the rain. the universe proclaims the glory of your name, and what am I that you called me to your sight, and took this tower of stone and broke it
5: open
1: wide,
5: Your depths, and you're this life. You're the source of every man's breath. Your mysteries, the sharpest of minds can't guess. They stand perplexed, can't fathom what you plan next. In the garden, we failed your commands' test. We transgressed, now our world is a grand mess. Lord, you're perfect, so why should you demand less? Man's best is only a sinking sand quest. But through Christ, watch God's saving hand flex. Redeem the people north, south, east, and west Glorious robes in the promised land Dressed, we stand blessed All because of the Lamb's death So as we're lifting up our praise to you Receive it, Lord The object of our affection
0: Who we adore Falling in our misery Daughter in the history The pardon of iniquity Startling the mystery The oceans, the plains The mountains, the rain. The universe proclaims Glory of your name. And what am I that you called me to your side and took this out of stone and broke it open wide? Whoa, whoa, whoa.
6: Does coal form slowly? This is Ken Ham, inviting you to visit our full-size Noah's Ark attraction in northern Kentucky. In 1980, Mount St. Helens in Washington state erupted. A million trees were washed into a nearby lake, and over time the trees rubbed together. Their bark and branches sank to the bottom of the lake. Three feet of bark peat formed, looking identical to certain coal beds in America. Now geologists believe coal beds form very slowly, one inch every 1,000 years, but three feet of bark peat formed in just five years. Because so many geologists ignore the global flood, they don't properly understand what they see in our world. Yes, coal formed from the global flood, as described in Genesis.
7: Listen to this program again, view a complete transcript. Or listen to many other programs like it when you visit our website at AnswersRadio.com. That's AnswersRadio.com. Yeah. Soli Deo Gloria.
5: <laughs> it's like Deja Vu, right? Hey, yo, I'm back, but nobody was asking where I've been, because Christ in the music is no longer the hot trend. Logic says, well, maybe I should just stop then, but I never got into this for a spot in the top ten. I do this for one reason, Jesus, the true king, son, to help God's elect obey Hebrews 3.1. And though the rap world is ever crowded, if heaven allows it, I'll keep writing for the 7,000. I know you out there, I still get the emails. Against the church of Christ, the gates of hell will never prevail. It's founded on the rock, and the gospel never stops. So we dropping the topic, whether or popular or not Sin is not just and toxic And the clock is gonna stop God is not to be boxed with the wrath of God is burning hot We were locked in sin's closet Our conflict was cosmic God plotted to stop and hit the demonic with a shot I was copping narcotics Agnostic with a plot No optics for the knowledge of the God who often not Jesus rocked me with the gospel And it tied me up and not So I hopped in a rocket And met the prophet at the top Yo, that's just another way of saying I met God in the scriptures But we just gonna let that breathe for a second You know what I mean? The Bible says he was been forgiven much, loves much We're gonna talk about BC a little bit. My depravity was total, not small like pops. I was chained to sin, I couldn't take off the locks I thought I was a player, a mask with the flavor So y'all know what the time is, but I ain't read Isaiah I would chuckle daily as I paid for disgrace My eyes were always puffy like I got sprayed with mace I would toot my horn at parties, and I would do bars Got so intoxicated, I was ready to do Mars Notorious for acting pretty silly in my city, Philly Friends hear about it and be like, whoa, did he really? Because I played dirty, Bill beer style Through great mercy, spirit filled And dear child Went from so gritty To headed to a gold city In Christ I shine The world's like no biggie Whatever time to sing I'm putting faith on the song 112 displayed in John The way to respond When his patience runs out Then it's time for the ride, man Microwave, wrath of God, fam that's why, because of Christ, I got mad joy. All I'm saying is I used to be a bad boy. <laughs> but nowadays, I'm regenerated. Born again from above, fam. How else can I say it? Went from various vices to a kid that's married to Christ. Using literary devices to spit is very precise. My conversion to the master was so dramatic. I just wanted to be an ambassador or fanatic. The gospel was my tonic. With Christ, I couldn't lose. But to walk with God like Enoch, I knew I couldn't cruise. Just walk a beast, but nothing's greater than the cross. Saw the mark of the east and the of the laws, while Power Records were choosing the carry G unit. I was on that revolutionary theme music. The brothers from the Lou held it down as well, but we noticed a big shift in 2012. Around the time Jackie asked me about Calvinism, Christian hip hop found a different algorithm and crossed over without taking the crossover. Made us all sober. Years later, is it all over? Trip asked me if I was still motivated. I was quiet, but I wanted to say no, I hate it. Because brothers in your camp causing lots of confusion. I love them as. Brothers in Christ, but not their conclusions. They wanna reach the world by all means keep pursuing it. But tell me why they gotta diss the church, why they doing it? That's what I wanted to say, but I ain't say it though. But no more laying low. I want them to play it slow. And I ain't dissing them. My prayers are the proof. Like Boaz without ruth is unity without truth. CHH is like gorillas in the mist with no brotherly love. It's like Philly don't exist. What's happening here? It's a different atmosphere. Cats appear most concerned about. Career. Brothers overseas being slain in the sand while we're veying in our plan, taking fame and some fans. And I ain't got time to philosophize, Satan got a plot device. I'm seeing lots of guys apostatize. On top of all that, Donald Trump's the president. It's all good though, cause Jesus Trump's the president. So more than ever, I'm trying to rep the Lord who bled. And we ain't never gonna stop, word to Corey Red. I'm just trying to give a healthy demonstration of theocentric music for the selfie generation. See, the problem is sin, no riddle in it, cause all sin. Got I in the middle of it. We're mad to praise and truly evil. We need to be born again, without a Matt Damon movie sequel. In the gospel, God addresses our depravity. The Lamb slain at Calvary, the depths of His agony. He rose from the grave with the funding grace. So when we come in faith, He'll bring us up from the sunken place. Our sins. Prepared depths left the mess. No rest was left Jesus put death to death. The beauty of the victory truly is a mystery. The cross of Jesus Christ is at the nucleus of history. Before the cross, they were saved on credit. After the cross, we've been saved on debit. Since our champion in the great war suffered, we gonna proclaim his death like the Lord suffer. So welcome to the Still Jesus Project, yo. We just getting started and we got a lot left. <laughs>
6: rapid rock layers this is ken ham co-author of the eye-opening book on noah's flood a flood of evidence most geologists say rock layers are formed slowly over long ages now they believe changing seasons and lots of time are required to make complex layers but a catastrophe last century showed that it's not always the case when mount st helens erupted in 1980 it produced ash deposits Some were a fraction of an inch thick, while others were over three feet. They've all the features of the other ash beds we find around the world, yet they were laid down in seconds to hours. The Bible tells us in Genesis there was a global flood. It would have laid down most of the rock layers we have today. It doesn't take millions of years.
7: Plan your visit with your family to the Ark Encounter, the full-size Noah's Ark attraction in northern Kentucky, when you go to AnswersRadio.com. AnswersRadio.com.
8: What is the meaning of life? That is the question, right? It's the question at the heart of all philosophical and existential thought, and the answer means everything. Most of the ancient philosophers believed happiness was the meaning of life, and we acquire happiness through knowledge. The more a person knows, the happier they will be. So Indian teacher Buddha came up with his Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path to Happiness. Chinese philosopher Confucius taught that the happiest people are the well-educated. Greek thinker Plato believed we must attain to the highest Form of knowledge, Socrates believed in asking questions, which leads to knowledge, which leads to happiness. Epicurus believed in finding happiness in simple things, like philosophy. Zeno, the founder of Stoicism, believed the meaning of life was freedom from suffering, which can be accomplished with the right kind of thinking. In all their ponderings, none of these wise guys held a candle to the brilliance of King Solomon. You know what he said? All things are full of weariness. There is nothing new under the sun, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow ouch so happiness is not the meaning of life and knowledge won't get you there so what is the meaning of life solomon said this fear god and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man there is a King even greater and wiser than solomon the lord jesus christ his words lead to everlasting life and joy forevermore jesus is the answer when we understand the text
10: that is what when we understand the text. And so find out on YouTube and also on our website, www.utt.org. That's O R G. And you'll see me, Miss Kanchola, here on Tribute Toll Radio. And we're going to do one from Richard. This is called Big Questions, Short Answers. Do I have to be baptized?
9: Big question, do I have to get baptized in order to be saved? Let's look at two Bible verses followed by two Bible verses followed by two Bible verses. Romans chapter 1 verse 17, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous man shall live by faith. That Bible verse is crucial in answering this big question. Why? Because the clear must interpret the unclear, and the Bible is persistently, consistently clear. A man is saved by faith alone. That leaves no room for baptism. One more of those verses. Luke 23, and he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Those are the words of Jesus talking to the thief on the cross. And unless he got unpinned, which he didn't because he got his legs snapped, he didn't have time to get baptized, and yet he was saved. Why? Because the Bible persistently teaches that we are saved by faith along the book of Galatians dedicated to this subject. If anyone teaches you you've got to do anything to be saved, in that instant circumcision, In our case, baptism, let them be anathema. So we take those clear verses, the preponderance of evidence that says, no works, just faith alone. Then we take a look at two unclear verses. Acts chapter 2, Peter said to them, Repent, each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, that verse seems to say that you have to get baptized in order for your sins to be forgiven. That would contradict the clear teaching of Scripture. It is faith alone. So what do we do with it? In this instance, we look at the Greek language. The word for, better translated, because of. Then that harmonizes beautifully with all of the other verses that teach faith alone. Second cloudy verse. Acts chapter twenty sixteen. why do you delay? Do, get up and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on his name. Oh, hold on. Word order is important. The word order in Greek is that you call on his name and your sins are washed away. Baptism does not save. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Two more verses. 1 Peter 3, corresponding to that, baptism now saves you. What? Peter clarifies. Not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus. Peter was making it clear. Water baptism doesn't save. No, no, no. Calling out to Jesus Christ, you will be saved. A second verse. 1 Corinthians 1, I thank God, said Paul, that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius. If baptism saved, Paul would have done a whole lot more of it, but he did not. Why? Because baptism does not save. Big question. Do I have to get baptized in order to be saved? Short answer, Water baptism is a public demonstration of faith in response to baptism of the Holy Spirit. In other words, in response to regeneration. If you'd like more wretched content and who wouldn't, visit wretched.org and you will have wretched coming out of your nose. And that's biblical. me your best pitch, and I'll in a pithy way, I'll give you mine, and we'll call it a day, shake hands, and be friends. Go.
11: The goal of Bhagavad Gita and all religion is love of God, and that's what we need to try to achieve in this life. Um, so love of God is, is, the final, is the final answer, really, love of God.
9: Okay. Here's my shot. God is one. And he has laws because he's holy, perfect, righteous, and just. And anybody who breaks his laws, he will make sure that justice is served by punishing them. We are hopeless unless we have a payment for our sin debt. Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, that's the Elohim in Genesis, being gods referred to their Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ willingly sacrificed his life on behalf of sinners as the payment, the ransom for our sins so that we can inherit eternal life. So my offer to you would be, Jesus said, come unto me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, trying to work your way in a peace come through works, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. And you can actually inherit eternal life exclusively through Jesus Christ and His works by grace alone if you will repent and put your trust in Him and reject all other systems. That's my pitch.
11: I'm going to agree with that whole statement um, except for maybe the last statement, uh, all other systems. Um, There are benefits you you can see in other systems. Maybe you have a preferred method. No one is... This, everybody's different. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, you know, it's the classic argument that Jesus is the only way. Um, but you're not going to convince anyone out there if you're really dogging on them, telling them they're going to hell. So you got to try to uplift them, which I think you're doing a good job of. Do you know the first and second commandments in the Ten Commandments?
9: I couldn't name them off the head. You know, I've studied them, but I am the Lord your God. You will have no other gods before me, right? And you shall not make a graven image of me. Now, that can be done fashioning a god with your hands or with your brain. You make up a, a god that isn't the god of the Bible. Those first two commandments, Tim would say, all other systems aren't corrected. That is the only system. Now, that is either true or false, but it's not an optional attack on Hare Krishna. So my encouragement to you would be... Reject Christianity totally, or repent and put your trust in Jesus and reject the other systems. I don't, I don't think Jesus gives us the option to just pick and choose.
11: From. I understand the argument. You know, it's kind of like the eternal debate between Christianity and every other religion. Um, it's just, you know, it's just kind of a hard debate because, you know, you have the text, you have translations. You have all this whole timeline of, you know, where are But you've got the same issue
9: that I've got. I know. And I've I've got about almost 6,000 partial, fragmented, or whole manuscripts that are dated very close to the actual events. So I would say this. The Bible, we know, is accurate. That doesn't mean it's true, but it is accurate. So the question really then becomes, so Jesus? die and resurrect from the dead, claiming to be your only way of salvation, or was he lying, or was he nuts? pretty much the only option? So again, just an encouragement to you would be either receive Jesus Christ as your Savior or reject Him, but He doesn't give you permission to just add Him on as a good teacher. That's fine. I mean,
11: I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you because I love you. But... But I believe Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead, which, um, just mean, it's not Krishna, it's like Krishna, he's just the name of God, so, All right. like, we're gonna, we're gonna have, like, we're gonna just keep going back and That's forth. Fine. Yeah, read the Gospel of John, see what you think. I've read it. Sweet. I've read it. I'll read it again. But I have read it, and I do believe in the Bible. I had a Bible study going uh, with me and my mom, actually, we were reading the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita. We were reading first the Bible, and then okay, she's not. She's just like you. She's not into this stuff at all, but I was like, let's see it comparatively. And so we would read it. We would read the exact same things in Bhagavad Gita, and I would be able to her that, you know, these teachings are universal teachings. Because if you tell me that um, God is only for this group of people and he doesn't care about anyone else, obviously he cares about everyone. And he's trying to spread, you know, throughout the whole world. He is God. He can do anything. All right. So we're going to part disagreeing, but I understand you better. I don't think we disagree. I think we agree. You disagree with me. I agree with you. All right, Jim. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good day. I appreciate it. And praise the Lord
9: Jesus. Thank you. Oh, imagine my surprise that you're still here. Hey, if you'd like more wretched, because... Apparently, you've got enough free time. Would you like this video? Subscribe to this channel, and we will give you Wretched till it's coming out of your nose.
10: That was a video from Wretched, and it's called Krishna versus Christianity. In case you want to see it yourself on there again, um, on there, well, she can see it. <laughs> You'll hear it here on Tributory, but you get to see the video over there if you want to uh, check out Wretched W R E T C H E D and Wretched dot org for their. They have a they have a radio show and they also have a, um, a TV show, so check that out. Thanks. And let's see. I'm gonna do one more from Wretched. This is. It says, confessing sins to plants, and then let's do that.
8: This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
9: A hypothesis. We're not uh, there's pretty
0: fine, Let's <laughs> get
9: <laughs> I actually. Other, somebody would sue if their book were used like that. So would it be something like,
8: I am so sorry that my food eats you.
9: Would huh? that be like the
8: confession I'm supposed
9: to make? Well, the confession is we've mistreated you, we haven't taken care we've cut you down. No, I'm
8: only going so far as my food eats you.
9: What, what's your food your you? Cows eats and too? pigs. The food I like. Well, don't you ever eat any vegetables and fruit? I try what to avoid those. To eat? What, what are we supposed to eat? Where are we supposed to dine on air?
11: I have salad constantly, that little sprig of parsley that comes with my steak.
9: Air has, That's true. Air has feelings, too, you know. At what point do we humans actually get to be here? Well. Uh, if you if you extend the logic of this atheistic worldview, uh, n- nowhere we belong. Nowhere the animals are more noble than we are. Talk about a descent of man. What do we, what do we get to eat? They, they want to say that plants have feelings. You know they cry, they scream when you cook them. You remember the what's what's the woman? I want to mourn the loss of the old trees sitting in the redwood forest because I tell them
0: that I love them.
9: Okay. How does it work, Christian theology? This is kind of, well, maybe not 101, but at least 102. Human beings are the best thing God made. God made everything good. We're the top of the heap. Everything is here for our service. Does that mean we abuse it? No, because we remember that God made everything. And so we treat it as precious, nevertheless, a recognition that it was made for us, that we are to be masters of us of it, and it is to enhance our lives. We're the cream of creation, and this stuff exists for our pleasure, not abuse. And so we are good stewards who cut down a tree, kill a cow, and eat it. Let's get to your emails, shall we? Idea at wretched.org. Idea at wretched.org. So, for no reason whatsoever, I'd love... to. I don't mind telling you, I'd love to get this resolved. Got into a little bit of a Well, it was a it discussion. was a tussle. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a tussle. Having dinner with some friends who were not aware that for no reason really whatsoever, other than somehow after you've been doing it for so long, it just kinda becomes a pattern. Look, like, I just don't eat red meat. Okay, there I said it. I just don't. And it it's nothing I have it's not a love affair with I cows. Knew pigs. You. I, it's delicious stuff. It started years ago, just for health reasons, just to say, just I was reading about meats and the white meat and the red meat and all of that stuff. Oh, I'll eat lots of fish, eat lots of poultry, turkey, mm-mm, good. So it's not like I'm a vegetarian or anything like that. It's just, it. so my blood pressure. So you're just anti-cow. You know what my blood pressure was yesterday, gentlemen? I, I have no idea. 107 over 60. Huh? Huh? Right there. A little low. the Cluck, 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 I thought. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to crow about yeah. my blood pressure being low because so of my kicking. chicken and and fish consumption. But nevertheless, so we're we're sitting at the table, and they said, "Well, you're out of your mind. You know that that pork is is the white new white meat. First of all, they're actually dropping that slogan because <laughs> every time I look at pork." At the at the at the grocer's at the butcher counter. That don't look so white to me. Now I know you cook it and it turns a little bit more white. So I did some research on it. The best part of the pig, if you want to just like watch out for the fat and all of that stuff, is the tenderloin. It's a part of the pig that's not as fatty. Nevertheless, I think it still has twice the fat content of poultry. Mm. You know, veal is white meat. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> From Liz, I recently came across my friend's Facebook post that was praising her new personalized Bible that included her own name written in Scripture in place of other pronouns. I'm currently refraining from putting a facepalm emoji on her comment thread. Well done. Help me help her. Did you personalize the prophets? No. (laughs) Right, the threatenings of the prophets? And so instead of you, Israel, no, you, Jane, you're gonna you're gonna get the locusts. You're gonna get those promises. I suspect they pulled those out. I get the sentiment behind this. We want to make sure the people receive the promises from God that are for us. That it really is something that gets incorporated in our life. That that even though God was writing perhaps to a people that is still individualistic. I get the sentiment, but that's tampering with God's word. And there are some negative consequences to that because not every promise is for the individual. Uh, uh, Promises are for a collective, and if you're a part of that group, you get to participate in those promises, but it makes it very individualistic and selfish, and it's all about me, and I don't think we need any more of that sentiment floating around our bodies than we already have, frankly. Changing plurals plurals to singular uh, makes too much of the focus about me – so for instance, for God so loved Todd, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believe that, that if Todd believes in him, he will not perish but have everlasting life. Okay, so not Tony, not Joey, not you. Me. For God so loved me. I just think it fosters something that's not healthy and it's to mess with Scripture, and it's to overcome a problem in people understanding that the, the that the Bible really is written, collective, for a group of people and individually, And we need to teach hermeneutics, not be messing with the Bible. Todd Wright, <laughs> see what I got there on my, see there on my note, gentlemen? What is that right there?
11: What is that? Oh, Haley and a little smiley face and a couple yeah, of hearts. A couple of Next hearts. So
9: this is from Anonymous. Can you please put in your two cents about the Harvest Bible Chapel debacle? All of it or some of it should congregants leave? I, I don't know the answer to that question. I know that it is an Orthodox church. It seems that the leaders, well,. Based on public reports, there's been some good. There's been some not-so-good handling. I would have to make that judgment locally based on what they are currently doing. We, I, we should be praying for that because it was just a big old mess, a big sad mess is what it was with James McDonald. And so I hope that it's sound. We should be praying that it is. We should be praying that they've all had the right response there, that they're doing everything they can to, to clean up what is a mess. I can tell you this, it hurt a lot of people, and that is never a good thing. Never. So we don't... When when there's a, when there's something like this, and we've seen a number of these stories in recent years, have we? Orthodox pastors that get disqualified and, and just leave a wake of devastation behind them. Uh, entire churches and, and, and ch- whatever they call it, uh, satellite churches, just gone. That's not good. That shouldn't make us happy at all. It should be good that the pastor... was stepped down or was forced to step down because of indiscretion or bad theology or abuse, but that shouldn't be like, oh, good, a bunch of families got clobbered in the process and now a bunch of buildings are shut down and there's a lot of money lost and the community is making fun of it. That is never a good thing. This is Wretched Radio. Oh! I am so surprised that you are still here. Apparently, you've got a lot of free time. If you would like to get more Wretched, and who wouldn't, simply like this video, subscribe to this channel, and we will give you Wretched till it's coming out of your nose.
12: Quite amazing at the end. JP, do you think there's an afterlife?
11: I think there's a possibility. No, no. I I I don't believe that it all just ends here, you know. you think about it much? Actually, I do. Um not, not in terms of afterlife, but I, I think about death a lot. I don't know if that's like kind of weird. I'm afraid of dying. Um I think it's it's hard not to be, you know, because I don't want to die right now, obviously. Do you
12: believe in God's existence?
11: Uh I do. I'm not religious about it, but I believe there's a higher power.
12: Do you know what the cause of death is? Now, I'm talking biblically. Do you know what the Bible says causes death? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure. You yeah. The Bible says they're wages. 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 You've earned death. God okay. says you earn earned death. He says the soul that sins, it will die. In other words, you're like a criminal who's under the death sentence waiting to die, and he's earned his death sentence. That's interesting. That's interesting. And the Bible actually calls death an enemy. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah. And what do you think about the Bible's claims?
11: Uh, which one? The, the
12: first of the Old Testament? The Old Testament was basically God promising to destroy man's greatest enemy, death, and the New Testament tells us how he did it. Oh. Do you think you've earned your wages?
11: Gosh, I don't even know, but, but, but going back to that, when, you, when you're saying that uh, immortality, I guess, do you, would, you, would you take that in the
12: physical sense or in the mean of the afterlife? physical sense physical sense okay I don't want to be a spook on a cloud playing a rusty harp for eternity <laughs> it's a physical body that I want forever so let's go back to the wages to see if you earn them do you think you're a good person JP
11: uh
12: relatively speaking yeah I mean we will have flaws right <laughs> how many lies have you told in your life
11: too many to track <laughs> have you ever stolen something have I stolen something I have in the past actually yeah.
12: have you ever used God's name in vain
11: yeah
12: it's called blasphemy it's real serious Punishable by death in the Old Testament. Now, Jesus said if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, J.P., I'm not judging you. This is, this is uncomfortable, but stay with me because to understand good news, you've got to hear a little bad news. So, J.P., by your own admission, I'm not judging you. You're a lying thief, a blasphemer, and an adulterer at heart. You've earned your wages. So if God judges you by the Ten Commandments from a standpoint of moral perfection, you're going to be innocent or guilty. I, I'm not God. I can make the call. <laughs> yes, you can. You're a lying thief a blasphemy, female. I told her that. You can make the call. you will be guilty like the rest of us.
11: Uh, I I feel like this is this too black and white. You know, it's a, you either did all this stuff or you didn't, and it's like you, you're innocent or you're guilty. You know, I think I think it's
12: a little more gray. You know. You want un- God to judge on a curve? You won't even get that in a court of law. No, yeah. Judges just a black and white, it's a dichotomy. If you're innocent or guilty, what do you plead? And it's not guilty. I see. I definitely see where you're coming from, for sure. Really quick, if you're enjoying this video, please hit the thumbs up button and subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we post two new encouraging videos every single day. We also have many more resources available on LivingWaters.com. Thank you so much.
11: But I think there's a there's a sense of forgiveness for yourself and for others that. Um...
12: You're right, but you, you, we haven't got to that point yet. Okay. Yeah. So let me just I'll be frank with you. You'll be guilty like the rest of us. And the Bible says all liars will be part in the lake of fire. A lying lips are abominations to the Lord. the Scriptures say. Thieves are not in here at God's kingdom, so you're in big trouble. Now, do you know what God did for guilty sinners so he could extend his mercy towards us? Do you know what he did?
3: He died on the cross.
12: If you're in court and someone pays the fine, even though you're guilty, the judge can let you go. And God can commute your death sentence. He can let you live forever. He can dismiss your case because your fine was paid by another 2,000 years ago on that cross. That's what happened. And then he rose from the dead and defeated death. And now God offers you everlasting life as a free gift. At the moment, you're like a man on a plane 10,000 feet up. He knows he's going to have to jump, but he's thinking of saving himself by flapping his arms. And I'd say to him, no, 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 grab the parachute. And that's what I'm saying. Don't trust your goodness to save you. Transfer your trust from yourself to the Savior. And the minute you do that, J.P., God will forgive every sin you've ever committed and grant you everlasting life as a free gift. Does what I'm saying make sense? Uh, It definitely does. Um, So, Sal, if you were to die today and God gave you justice, you'd end up in hell. There are two things you have to do to be saved. You must repent and trust alone in Jesus. When are you going to do that? I like to say that every night I have to try to say, look, look, I'm I'm not not perfect. I'm human. I made mistakes. And, you know. Let's back up here. At the moment, you're unsaved. Right. Basically, uh, just uh, surrender yourself to Him, you know? Yeah. Trust in the Savior. Do you have a Bible at home? I do. So thanks for talking to me. I, I love you. I care about you. And that's why I'm sharing this with you. So I appreciate you listening to me. Oh, thank you. So I thank you for your patience. I know you wanted to get away. But will you please think about this and think about my motive? Why would I talk to you like this? It's only because I love you. I care about you. And where you spend eternity? So will you think about it?
11: Um, I really really appreciate everything that you've been telling me. I've definitely learned a lot, and it's uh, given me a whole new perspective. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that I didn't know that now I do know because of this, and I really appreciate it.
12: Do you have a Bible at home? Uh,
11: Yeah, I do, actually.
12: Please dig it out. And thanks for your patience. Appreciate you talking to me. For sure. Thank you so much. Have a good one.
10: Waters their YouTube channel. And that one said he went to run but glad he didn't. He's actually talking to two different people. You might have heard it difference to the voices. And let's see now I'm gonna play Go Fish. This is the old road cross here on Trippy
13: TruthBeToldRadio.com That is is dot TruthBeToldRadio.com Truth Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or want to tell us anything? Send those emails to TruthBeToldRadioShow at gmail.com Remember, by sending us your email you give us permission to read it on the air. So write us at truthbetoldradioshow at gmail.com If you'd like to read blogs, we've got you covered. Check out ours at truthbetoldradio.blogspot.com That's truthbetoldradio.blogspot.com Also, follow us on Twitter as Truth, the letter B, then Told Radio. That is T-R-U-T-H-B-T-O-L-D-R-A-D-I-O Once again, that is truth the letter B only, not B-E, told radio. This is usually the restraint for Twitter's username link. Finally, to learn the testimony of Melissa Cantroa, the hostess of Truth Be Told Radio, see smilesandstuff.com. That's S-M-I-L-E-S-A-N-D-S-T-U-F-F dot C-O-N. smilesandstuff.com. So stay social with us and thanks for listening to Truth Be Told Radio. Don and his team were the first to ever shake up a
5: team for. Yeah. They don't come close to understanding how you can go from most demanded to abandoned in the ocean stranded Surrounded by the waves of your weariness Some things you only learn from age and experience And it's plain to me that all the famous men you see The time is coming when they will be a faded memory Cause one day you hot, the next day you not One day you on top, next day you get dropped Yeah, what in the world was your mind thinking? You couldn't see the standard time sinking. Cause one day you hot, the next day you not. One day you on top, next day you get dropped. Yeah. Better plan for the future, kid. Time catches up to everyone, no matter who it is. Whatever happened to so-and-so, that's what they wanna know. Eventually we learn that they all come and go. Today's rising star, tomorrow dies with scars. Today they all struck, tomorrow you washed up. the peak of his powers. His opponents would retreat in moments he would eat and devour. snuff with punches, but we must discuss this. Crushed it just enough to trust his toughness. Pride brings us to justice. You puffed up with smugness? You gonna meet Buster Douglas. Amazing that which blazed like petrol. The new praise that made the waves in the Metro. Was praised for days, but just a phase like Retro. And fades like Echoes. Echoes. echoes, echoes. You get dropped, yeah. What in the world was your mind thinking? You couldn't see the stand of time sinking, cause one day you hot, the next day you not. One day you on top, next day you get dropped, yeah better plan for the future, kid. Time catches up to everyone, no matter who it is. What I'm speaking on is seriously welcomed by the few. Even no experience to tell you that it's true. On your radio station, this won't be found on the playlist. Wisdom, the sound of the sages resounding for ages. The older I get, I notice it. The whole of the script, hmm, it's found in the pages. The holy writ, not the cash speech of the reverence. but what a man sees under heaven. Ecclesiastes 111. No matter who you are, death aims to stop ya. The banker, doctor, or Frank Sinatra, before your time is done, meet the timeless one, the dying, death-defying, rising, shining sun, King Jesus, astounding amazes, he pounded the pavement to save those who were bound to their cages, so let us praise, the one who made the Everglades, our debt was paid, so in glory we'll never fade, never fade, never fade.
0: We kick it old school 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 We kick get
1: old school Come on, come on, don't miss the latest craze Hit it for a minute, then it's on to the next
0: phase Old school, here we go. You know, we're going red, so we're cool as a rule. Yeah, we can't get old school. We can't get old school. We can't get old school. Rubbily emerging like a moldy piece of bread. We have to So